0: teammate was lost. A son, a father, a husband was lost. A life was lost. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this Dwayne Haskins' tragic loss over the weekend in Miami should serve as a reminder of so many things. Some of them actually, in their own odd way, upbeat, such as the value of every day that we live, every minute of every day that we live. And how we need to enjoy and embrace not just our own lives, but those of the people who are around us the most often. If you saw the heartbreaking video, heart-crushing video of Chase Claypool reacting in the moment to finding out about Haskins' tragedy. Among the first words that he spoke were... I was just with you, I was just there, and you were saying something to make sure that we were all okay. Nobody ever knows when or where or how, but they do know that there will be an end, and that any impression that gets made is either the lasting impression or it contributes toward the lasting impression. All of Haskins' time with the Steelers came in the two pandemic years. And most unfortunately, from a purely personal perspective, I didn't get a chance to know him the way I've gotten to know most of the athletes I cover. In fact, as memory serves, I had one total face-to-face experience uh, with the young man that was at training camp. At Heinz Field last summer. But what I can share here with you uh, with confidence is that this was a young man who was very, very popular with his teammates and with his coaches. And not just in the way that you would describe after a tragedy like this, where you're, you know, looking for things and trying to find something nice to say. Uh, This was very visible on a daily basis. Even though Haskins himself was only 23 and 24 in his two years with the team, he almost took on a paternal role with some of these players. Some of what, again, you got to see in that Claypool video, he was the magnet. He was the one they would go to. And that applied doubly so once Juju Smith-Schuster was hurt. And it's probably unusual to think about in this sense because you know he was the one who wasn't playing. He was the, the third stringer. He was the one who was trying to work his way back into a starting role. And some of these guys were currently starting. They were looking to him. But really, when you think about it, you think about his background and his pedigree and his personality, it all kind of makes sense. He was the one who they were watching when he was at Ohio State. He was a big star, and then getting the number 15 overall pick to Washington, and then starting right away for that franchise. He's the one that they saw succeeding well before their chance. To do so. And on top of that, yeah, there was that personality, a welcoming, inviting, fun personality. And within that personality was a person. A person. And my goodness, all of us, myself included, I'm no exception to this, can forget that they're humans. I'm not going to lie to you here. After after Haskins passing, one of the things that I did, mostly just as a self-examination exercise, I guess you could call it, was to kind of rewind and do a search on our website and on some of these shows and some of the titles and some of the verbiage that was there in the headlines and fortunately, I, you know, I came away mostly, you know, clean on this count. And that's not to suggest that these players shouldn't be criticized. Their performance is right there for all of us to see. They know what they're getting into when they get into it. They're in the arena. That's something Mike Tomlin talks about all the time. From his own perspective. But there's a pretty stark difference between criticizing performance, even future performance or potential, and going after the person. And in Haskins' case, that began in a big way in Washington. And to an extent, not anywhere near as great an extent, it followed him to Pittsburgh. And even beyond him, the way we'll refer to These men and women who participate in sports, mostly out of their own competitive spirit, but also partially for our entertainment, we've gone too far. You say a guy stinks, or he doesn't want to be great, or he's a bum, and I'm going really light on the language that can come up in these settings. It's too far. When somebody's critiquing the symphony or a fashion show or artwork, they'll go at the performance. They'll go at the work that's in front of them, but you won't have them go, that person stinks and they're not a worthwhile human being. And then we start evaluating them based on, I don't know, community contributions and everything else. This only happens in sports. And maybe to some extent, politics, which of course are really nasty and personal and everything else. But this is not public service sports, you know? It's not. And these are people. They're not objects in fantasy football, they're not digit dots on a Madden video game. And they're not there for people like you and me to dehumanize on a regular basis. I wish I'd gotten to know Dwayne Haskins better. I wish I knew the person better. But I do know that after this, and after seeing the outpouring that's already come from his teammates, from his coaches, from people around the NFL, and what's still to come in 2022, in terms of how this team recognizes and remembers Haskins, there are a lot of lessons to be learned. When we come back, just one question. And today's J1Q comes from Doug. And I'm going to take the unusual step of reading the last portion of Doug's question first, because I think it's fairest to him to do it this way. Doug says, I certainly understand if you don't want to start addressing roster positions with a tragedy so fresh in everybody's minds. Nevertheless, I couldn't help but wonder about this. Now I'll read you his question. He says, with the horrible, tragic events of Saturday... Does that push the Steelers closer to drafting a quarterback? Because with Josh Dobbs having signed with Cleveland the day before, that only leaves two quarterbacks on the roster, and I don't really see the Steelers signing two guys to fight for QB3. The first thing I'll say, Doug, is that I I don't have any issue with you asking the question, uh, particularly the way you phrased it. Uh, I can assure you, that the business of football has already gone on over on South Water Street. And in particular, I appreciate the respectful way that you qualified what you were asking. I, again, I, I, I saw your question and I thought to myself, really, do I want to do this in terms of even giving an answer? And, you know, the more I thought about it, the more it, it made sense. Uh, We're going to be talking about Haskins a lot over the course of the calendar year, maybe for years to come. Things like this do not happen very often to a professional sports team. And my figurative door is wide open to anyone who wants to discuss Haskins, the loss, the impact, whether it's intangible or tangible on the roster. Uh, And at the same time, I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable talking about football. So my answer to your question, Doug, is yes, of course, this is going to have an impact uh, on the roster, on the quarterback room. And to be specific, it's going to have an impact on the backup's job. Because the way this was lining up, Ms. Trubisky was going to be uh, at least the default starter. And then you were going to have Mason Rudolph and Haskins competing for the backup job. But here again, see, this is where you can't really avoid this subject. Mason and Dwayne had become really good friends. Like, not just... You know, in terms of like, yeah, we're teammates and we're competing, but we like each other. They had become friends. And yeah, I'm not going to pull this off, am I? (laughs) I don't know what to say to you. Um, It's going to have an impact. It's going to have a significant impact. Uh, If you're a longtime listener, you'll know that I never ruled out that Haskins could achieve anything that he'd set his mind to. Uh, in Pittsburgh, including in 2022. And for the record, neither Kevin Colbert nor Mike Tomlin at any point, including after the signing of Trubisky, ruled out that Haskins could compete for that job. And if you think about it, just stop and think about it yourself. If they'd gone into Latrobe with those three quarterbacks and Haskins shined kind of like the way he did over the first mm, two, three weeks last summer. Don't tell me he wouldn't have gotten at least a chance that that the thought wouldn't have crept into their minds. Hey, what are we doing here? This was a number 15 overall pick. Maybe we see what he's got, you know? Yeah, it's going to have an impact. It's going to change the way... The team is put together, but I also think more than anyone, it's going to impact, and I'm talking now just in the football sense, Rudolph, because I really thought there was a chance that Rudolph was going to get traded or even asked to be traded because it was going to look like he's getting locked down in Pittsburgh, especially so if Haskins had come in. And now imagine on top of that, and I think this is what you're actually asking about, Doug, uh, if a quarterback was going to come in via the draft. I don't believe that anything was going to impact the Steelers' wish to draft a quarterback in one direction or the other. If they've made up their minds to go pursue what they see as the quarterback of the future, if they see Malik Willis as being that guy, they were going to do that regardless of the quarterback situation in their current room. But yeah, I mean, we'll talk football. We'll talk Haskins. Uh, We'll talk about anything at all that you've got related to this team. And we'll get back to doing that tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. And my goodness, uh, best wishes, thoughts and prayers and everything else to the Haskins family and to everyone who knew and loved this young man.